listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Well, hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Hymns Illustrated podcast. If you're a repeat listener, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you are a first-time listener, thanks to you as well, also from the bottom of my heart. I hope that you will keep listening and even go back to previous episodes to catch up. I've been into podcasting for a couple of years now, but this is the first time I've done a more devotional podcast, and I am learning as I go and experimenting with different types of segments and episode formats. Today's episode is in our go-to format, which means we will start with remembering our hymn of the month, and that is something you can subscribe to over at hymnsillustrated.com at the top of the page, and then we will remember that hymn in different ways. Uh, We will take a deeper, more devotional look, or we will explore different angles to the hymn story and the life of the writer. And um, then after that, we will move on to discovering a new or little known hymn together, and then we will close with a takeaway that will help you apply Colossians 3.16 to your life this week. All right, so now let's remember our hymn of the month. Scotsman Robert McChaney's hymn, I Once Was a Stranger, is his very personal testimony of salvation. Jehovah Tzikenu, a Hebrew name for God that means the Lord our righteousness, appears in all seven stanzas. What makes this hymn really stand out is that it directly references the unfortunate phenomenon that happens in the church today and something that has been happening since the beginning of the church and one that the Bible says will increase even more so in the last days, and that is looking like a Christian without truly being one. 2 Timothy 3 describes this as having a form of godliness, yet denying its power, and always learning, yet never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, the thought of someone going through the motions of Christianity without being a true Christian is something that the Bible says happens, and it's very sobering to think about, but it's not something we really like to talk about a whole lot, and at least, I mean, at least it seems that way, and we certainly don't see a lot of hymns that directly speak to that happening in the world today. Well, this one does, and it has a very happy ending, which is encouraging. We don't, he talks about uh, where he was before salvation, but he doesn't leave us there. As I read through this hymn again, I want you to listen for the seven truths about salvation that I listed in last week's episode, and then note how the first three stanzas describe McCheney's life before salvation. Stanza four describes his moment of salvation. And stanzas five through seven describe his life after salvation. This is a perfect outline formula that you can use to write out your own salvation testimony. And by the way, next week in our Remembering the Hymn of the Month segment, we are going to focus solely on stanza four and how free grace awoke McChaney and how it awakens us and how awakened us and believers everywhere. And one more thing, don't forget that this hymn is sung to the same tune 
as my Jesus, I love thee. McCheney writes, I once was a stranger to grace and to God. I knew not my danger and felt not my load. Though friends spoke in rapture of Christ on the tree, Jehovah Tzedkenu was nothing to me. I oft read with pleasure to soothe or engage Isaiah's wild measure and John's simple page. But e'en when they pictured the blood-sprinkled tree, Jehovah Tzedkenu seemed nothing to me. Like tears from the daughters of Zion that roll, I wept when the waters went over his soul, yet thought not that my sins had nailed to the tree. Jehovah Tzedkenu, t'was nothing to me. When free grace awoke me by light from on high, then legal fears shook me, I trembled to die. No refuge, no safety in self could I see. Jehovah Tzedkenu, my Savior must be. My terrors all vanish before the sweet name. My guilty fears banish, with boldness I came, to drink at the fountain, life-giving and free. Jehovah Tzedkenu is all things to me. Jehovah Tzedkenu, my treasure and boast. Jehovah Tzedkenu, I ne'er can be lost. In thee I shall conquer by flood and by field, my cable, my anchor, my breastplate and shield. Even treading the valley, the shadow of death, this watchword shall rally my faltering breath. For while from life's fever my God sets me free, Jehovah Tzedkenu, my death song, shall be. Notice in the first stanza, McChaney says that he knew not his danger and he felt not his load. What two things is he talking about there? First of all, I love any hymn that uses the word danger because it's such a rare sight. The danger of our sin and the end result of our sin is a sobering reality that we don't often like to think about, yet alone sing about. It calls to mind some early American camp meeting songs, though, and the one that crossed my mind first was Brethren We Have Met to Worship, which says, Brethren, see poor sinners round you, slumbering on the brink of woe. Death is coming. Hell is moving. Can you bear to let them go? The danger McChaney is writing about in his hymn is exactly that, the danger of what we deserve. Before we come to Christ, we are, quote, slumbering on the brink of woe. In other words, we are sleeping on the edge of hell. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages or the punishment of our sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. McChaney is saying he didn't yet know at this point in time what he deserved. He didn't yet know he was sleeping on the edge of hell. And then we find out why he didn't know that. Because he didn't even feel his burden. He didn't feel that load. He didn't even know he was guilty. The load he is talking about here is is like the bur- is the burden of sin that we carry before Christ takes it off our backs at the cross. It's there from the time we are born, but we don't feel it until the Holy Spirit starts his work of conviction in our hearts like we read about in John 16, 8. John Bunyan's allegory of the Christian life, The Pilgrim's Progress, paints a vivid picture of what it's like to know about that load and to feel it and to carry it for a while, uh, completely feeling its weight on our shoulders. The main character in that book, Christian, spends a good while at the beginning trying to get rid of the burden on his back in different ways, by morality and by legalism. 
And finally, he comes to the cross where he comes to the saving knowledge of Christ and his his work on the cross. Jehovah, to can you remember, is our righteousness, not our works which we have done, but what he has done. Christian's burden in the book then rolls off his back and he sings in tones very similar to the last part of McChaney's hymn here in our hymn of the month. Thus far did I come laden with my sin, nor could aught ease the grief that I was in, till I came hither. What a place is this? Must here be the beginning of my bliss? Must here the burden fall from off my back? Must here the strings that bound it to me crack? Blessed cross, blessed sepulcher, blessed rather be the man that there was put to shame for me. So my question for you is, How long has it been since you remembered the burden that used to be on your back before Christ relieved that from you, before he forgave you, before he took your sin on his back, and before you took on his righteousness that you never deserved? While we should never entertain guilty feelings when we are already forgiven, hallelujah, we should still be aware of the weight that we lost at the cross. The more we understand the true nature of our sin, its danger, its load, its weight, the more we appreciate Jehovah Tzidkenu, our righteousness. And now it's time to discover a new or little known hymn. One more fact that intrigues me about Robert McChaney is that 7,000 people attended his funeral. That says quite a bit about his ministry and his life, although it was such a short one. He was about 30, if you will recall. Well, one of his friends who was likely at the funeral was another hymn writer named Horatius Bonar. Horatius, by the way, was the older brother of Andrew Bonar, who wrote the famous biography of Robert McChaney. Hopefully you are tracking with me here. Anyway, Horatius wrote several wonderful hymns, including the one I'm about to read to you. It is number 535 in C.H. Spurgeon's compilation of hymns, and it's simply entitled, The Work is Done. Christ has done the mighty work, nothing left for us to do, but to enter on his toil, enter on his triumph, too. He has sowed the precious seed, nothing left for us unsown. Ours it is to reap the fields, Make the harvest joy our own. His the pardon, ours the sin. Great the sin, the pardon great. His the good, and ours the ill. His the love, and ours the hate. Ours the darkness and the gloom. His the shade dispelling light. Ours the cloud, and his the sun. His the dayspring, ours the night. His the labor, ours the rest. His the death, and ours the life, ours the fruit of victory, his the agony and strife. Horatius Bonar, 1856. All right, now it's time to close with our Take It With You segment. I encourage you to, at least one day this week, open your hymnal for 15 minutes and just start reading and highlighting all the lines that are extra meaningful to you that just jump off the page. If anyone under the sound of my voice has not read the hymnal yet for devotional purposes with a highlighter in hand, and I convince you to do so, then my work here is done, my friends. I say that somewhat tongue in cheek, but not completely. 
And if you don't have a hymnal, check out the link in my show notes where you can find several. I promise you that once you do it the first time, you're not you're not going to want to stop and you will include this, or at least you'll, you'll do your best to include this as much as you can during your devotional time with the Lord. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Thank you.